Good morning. What's up, everybody? We're back. You're listening to another episode of Avoiding the Puddle. My name is Eris, and I'm here as usual with MYK. What's up, Mike? What's up, Eris? How you doing, man? Pretty good, pretty good. All right, dude. We got some stuff we want to talk about today, but before we get to that, uh, I want to let everyone lo- let everyone listening know that uh, today's guest is the SoCal slash NorCal legend, Q-Dog, and uh, he's going to be on the podcast later, and we're going to talk a lot about... Um, uh, style and how you know the internet has changed uh, the way people play Tekken in general, and you know it, he has some interesting philosophies on the game and stuff. And he's oh, also definitely, yeah, yeah, definitely. And one, he's also one of the guys that uh, uh, taught me how to play. So yeah, we have an interesting interview with him later. Uh, but before we get to that, we got some topics we want to talk about. And first of all, I just want to let everyone know, in case you don't know, that we're having a, a arcade stick giveaway on the website. So we got our shit together a little bit, and we're going to have some uh, T-shirts printed. And the design was uh, by this guy from Canada, uh, Raygun, uh, and he hooked us up with a design. And uh, so if you guys order a shirt, uh, you get entered into a raffle. And the raffle is for your choice of an Xbox or PS3 uh, Hori Real Arcade Pro V3 SA. And if you live in the United States, we're going to cover the shipping of that arcade stick to you guys, if you're the winner and you live in the United States. Uh, and if you're, we actually opened it up to international, uh, you know, fans. So if you live in Switzerland or some crazy other country, because, uh, you know, we got a couple shirts ordered from some crazy countries out there. Uh, if you guys live out there and you win, uh, we'll cover up to $20 of the shipping costs. And, you know, you guys got to cover the rest because arcade sticks are fairly expensive to ship internationally. And if you guys decide that that's too much for you and you don't want the arcade stick, that's cool, no problem. You get your shirt anyway, and we'll just select another winner. Um, if you guys have any questions about that, just email me about it. You can find my email on the website. Uh, other than that, we got a f- couple topics we want to talk about. Uh, first of all, this past weekend was a, like one of the biggest... Uh, weekends in terms of Tekken news in a really long time, because we got to see a new trailer, which had gameplay footage in it, but more importantly, we got to see uh, recorded footage by just normal people from the AOU show uh, of gameplay, and I know you watched a lot of this stuff, right, Mike? Oh, yeah, I watched, uh, I try to, I try to watch every little bit of footage that came out, so. Yeah, I mean, you know, everyone pretty much has been just scouring the internet, trying to find, like, even little clips and stuff of the game, and um, it's ha- actually kind of interesting because um, the trailer kind of came out first, and the trailer is obviously what Namco wants you to see. It's created by them and it's polished, and you know the trailer looks really, really good. It's it's exciting. It shows all the you know tag throws and you know it shows clips in a way it's kind of like manufactured to look good, of course because it's a trailer. And everyone was really excited about the trailer. It's hype. Also, they showed, uh, you know, June and uh, uh, True Ogre. So, I mean, that was crazy for me. You know, like, uh, as soon as I saw True Ogre, I just pooped my pants. I was, I was just <laughs> excited, you know. Uh, 
Yeah, he looks crazy buff now. <laughs> yeah, he's been working out, dude. <laughs> you know, he, he looks pissed. And just just the concept of it was really exciting to me, and, and it was great. So, you know, that came out. Everyone's excited about that. But then when the gameplay footage started coming out, people started to really complain a lot about it because they have uh, a lot of people, from what I've read, have problems with the way it slows down. The tag assault combos? Yeah. Tag assault combos kind of do a bullet time. Yeah, there's a couple things I really dislike about the tag assault combos, or whatever they want to call it. I like calling it tag assist, but whatever. But as soon as they, you know, bind, and then, like, you tag in the other characters to do the tag assault, tag assist, or whatever, it's like, why do they jump in and do a super charge animation? It's just a generic super charge animation for every character, and I'm like, okay, it's not even a unique animation. Well, why, why is it, like, 50 times slower than normal gameplay? Yeah, you know, uh, before you move on, this is one important thing I wanted to say. And this is really important for everyone that's a fan of Tekken to just keep in mind. Like I've said before, this is the first time that Tekken, the, the Tekken uh, development team has given us a glimpse at the process of creating a Tekken game. Mm -hmm. And everyone out there is so quick to uh, criticize the game when it's in development. Now, I gotta stress to everybody out there, the game is highly in development. And oh, yeah, most definitely. You know those circles that come out when, like, you know, there's like... Oh, when it's like, oh, you could assist here. Exactly. You know. it, to me, that's like Namco putting a signal in the game saying, don't criticize us yet, it's not done. I mean, look at Tekken. In, in, in the last few Tekken games... They've made it so that, like, the sparks that happen when you hit people are just like a fucking gyroscope of amazing graphics. It's like, you know, it just looks amazing when you hit someone in Tekken 6. And do you really think they're going to go from that to these fucking big-ass circles? Of course not. You know, it's like, they're, they're, this is a intentional thing to show people this game is being developed. Another thing that I feel like um, was they obviously put it there to let people know this is the character select um, what do you call it artwork. Some of it is Tekken 6. Oh yeah, some of them were still Tekken 6, yeah. Yeah, so it's like they're telling us and also another thing is in, in the build at AOU you can pick two of the same character. You could pick, you know Wang and Lang. Yeah, or... exactly. JC and JC or whatever. So, I mean, all that stuff combined is kind of letting you know like don't jump to conclusions, you know, don't panic, and, and you know, though I don't know exactly what will be changed, I mean, I would bet that that generic key charge animation will become unique, you know, like, it, it, it just seems like something that they wouldn't do, you know, that, that it will become unique, or, or they will change it. You know, or maybe... Yeah, like, most definitely. I think that's what uh, everyone's hoping for. I mean, everyone knows it's probably not going to be the final version. That's probably not going to be what they're going to be keeping. But if they do, you know, people have a couple things to say if they do. Yeah, I mean, I, if... Okay, let's say that that's how it stays. You know, yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, it just doesn't look cool. You know, I agree. that the I don't personally mind the bullet time, you know, slowdown thing. I don't mind that that much because I understand why it's there. And yeah. the people that have actually played it, like there's this guy uh, actually on our website, Avoiding the Puddle, there's this guy whose name is like 
English-speaking Tekken, but he wrote it in kanji, and that guy was at the show, and he was kind of answering questions about the the uh, game because he played it for like a, you know a couple hours, and he was saying that even though it looks retarded, uh, it actually is really good. It feels really good when you figure the combo system out, and just uh, it, it's necessary because uh, from what I've heard. If it's not that slow, even expert players can't do the combos. Like, it's like a 90% failure rate on combos because it's too fast. You know, so that's the reason it slows down. And Yeah, but there's a couple things to that, too, because, like, uh, I mean, when you, when you first watched, like, the first trailer where we saw, like, Kazuya and Leo doing uh, one of those Tagasis combos, and it was, like, really fast, and everyone's, like, trying to wrap their mind around it. Like, How is that going to work, you know? Yeah. And then kind of now, uh, where it's getting, getting a little closer to the final version, you kind of see, like, they added the slowdown mechanic or whatever. And, you know, you th- at first you're thinking it's like, okay, obviously they did that so they can, um, it would help uh, make it easier for the players. But, like, is it really going to be that much harder, like, Let's say we're doing these combos like a year down the line. It's like even if they kept it at normal speed, would it be really that hard a year later? You know, it's like at first it'll be hard. When we only have like three or four hours with the game, yeah, it'll be hard. But like maybe a year later, these combos will be easy. And then this slowdown just looks retarded then, you know. You know, uh, I, I kind of agree with you. I know what you're saying, where you're coming from. But from the information I've gathered, you know, Mission with Star works uh, for them. And he's the guy who's doing the playtesting. I mean, this guy is an expert. He does shit with, you know, Kazuya that my hand could never even dream of doing. And he was saying that when it was in its original um, speed, which is the speed you're talking about, where uh, Leo and Kazuya were going back and forth, he couldn't finish a combo like 95% of the time. So the thing is that when you're making new Tekken, you can't make it so hard that new players can't even do combos. You know, I mean, the point is yeah. to get more people to want to play Tekken, not less. You know? So, I do agree with you. Like, of course, you know, the more you practice, the easier it'll get. But, what about the people that don't want to practice for a whole year? They want to be able to play it, you know, they want to be able to play the game for two weeks and then decide, I like this game. I'm gonna play it for a year. You know? So... You know, I, I guess the point is I understand both sides. I understand your side, you know, where, where you're, a, you're a dedicated Tekken player, and it doesn't matter whether it's hard or easy, you're going to play for but a But then also, you know, at the same time when you think about uh, it like that, um, the newer players that pick it up, it's like, oh, I really like this game because I can hit this combo, you know? But it's like when they come to, like, high-level play or tournament-level play or any game play that actually matters... And they can't land those combos on good players anyways. It's kind of like, oh, okay, what's good? What's so good about learning this combo if I can't ever hit it on somebody, you know? Yeah, that's that's that kind of thing, you know. The reason that's a major factor in Tekken 6 is because the number of new players is limited. But if you think about it, there are players that are relatively new that have dedicated themselves. Now, if you multiply that by, uh, you know, X amount, if Tekken Tag 2 is very popular, then the amount of new players could be huge. I mean, Tekken Tag 2 potentially could be a major, major fighting game. That yeah, that's what I'm definitely hoping for, but, you know, yeah, like... You know, so because of that, you have to kind of, uh, you know, empathize with them in the, in the slowing down of the combos. Because 
if there's going to be a shitload of new players, you have to allow them to do the combos. You know, yeah. so, I don't know, I guess personally, I didn't really mind that so much. The the kind of generic key charge animation thing, like, I feel like, yeah, that's kind of bootlegged. Uh, it would be nice if they did something unique. Or if they didn't do it at all, personally. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if they're just standing there, that would be kind of odd. I mean, um, if they just tagged in and started doing their combo, that'd be cooler, I think. But. It's, it's going to be difficult to do that with the slowdown, you know? So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, like I've said several times, and I told them this in person, I don't envy them. I mean, the task of creating this new game... Oh, yeah, it's going to be... All these characters, it's going to be insane, you know? So Who knows? They might even add newer characters. So it's like, they're bringing back all these old ones, and they're creating new ones. That's the... That's pretty crazy in terms of balance, especially. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And honestly, that's really super, super important to me. I mean, you know, with this new key charge system, and there's like, it seems like there's double rage. Like, you can get... Yeah, it's, there's there's the regular Netsu, and it seems like there's the original rage. Yeah, exactly. So, what if rage, the rage that we know, can stack on top of Netsu? Oh, my goodness. You know, we haven't even thought of this stuff. <laughs> like, what if, you know... Five hundred percent damage. Yeah, my point character has low health, and he to get to low health, he got hit six times. So my the other character, you know, has rage and fucking uh, nets or yeah, something. You know, it just it, 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 I'm just very worried about the balance of the game, especially because you know, as excited as I am about these new characters like Jim Pachi and True Ogre, let's face it, we have never seen. Um, fair versions of these characters. They have <laughs> yeah. always been just fucked up. And just Which the were meant to be scary. Even. You know, yeah, they were meant to be. So I don't know. I'm I'm hoping that uh you know these characters are balanced and you know toned down from their previous versions. I I'm I'm hoping also that maybe this slowdown um you know tag assault system maybe it gets sped up a little bit. Like, you know um, just so that it it doesn't kind of uh, I don't know break the flow the okay. momentum definitely yeah, I the, mean I think Tekken is like such a heavily momentum based game so yeah I mean it, the thing is <clears throat> you know I, I like I said I want to be able to do the combos and I want people to be able to do the combos and I don't want it to become I don't want the combo feel of the game to change too much I don't want it to become like Marvel where, you know, it's like you have to be playing the piano. Where it goes into, like, a cinematic where it's like, okay, you're hitting a combo now. No, not just that. I mean, like, the, the, the amount of buttons you have to push in Marvel, you know, it's like you're doing a guitar solo and shit. So <laughs> I want it to be like Tekken still, where you visually see things, you time them based on uh, gravity and what you see and, like, where they are to the wall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, uh, I I don't want that to change too much. So. Yeah, that's kind of what keeps the uh, Tekken very unique, I think. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And uh, I, I'm not sure about this. As far as you know, can you tag um, on anything on block? Anything? Um, it doesn't look that way. It only looks like you could tag anything on block when it's uh, during tag assault or tag assist mode when you're sparking. You know, when you're like. Uh, you know how the characters are all blue and then you change white whenever you're switching the point character in yeah. the tag combo? Seems like only then you could tag anything out. On block? Oh, no, no, I mean, like, during hit, but yeah, not so on block, not on block, no. That's good, too. I was worried that you would be able to tag on block. 
Oh, no. Uh, yeah, it only seems like in that mode. Yeah. After you get the bind and it slows down, then you can't play. Yeah, so that's good. Um, also, tagging by the wall, from some of the footage we've seen, it looks pretty invincible, so... Yeah, they jump away and they pretty much fly away. Instantly. Yeah. And then they, they got that new feature where you could break them through the wall and your opponent... <laughs> yeah. Like down below. That one's that one. Uh, that one I don't mind. That one's kind of funny. <laughs> I think it's actually really funny because in the AOU build of the game, you could pick two of the same character. So you could be like, you know, touch oh, yeah. you on top. Pick I'm a going downstairs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like Freddy Krueger and shit. He's like downstairs, like behind. You. <laughs> so that's pretty funny. Just teleports downstairs and shit. You um, change of clothes real quick. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, it, it just seems. You know, interesting, and and I'm excited, and just everyone, don't panic. You know, yeah. There's a there's a lot of interesting things too when you watch the gameplay footage. It seems yeah. like they're bringing back a lot of uh, the old stuff, like different stamina. Um, oh, you know, I don't think that it's going to be different stamina. I think that's just a mistake. Like people have have been saying that Wang takes less damage and stuff, but oh, more damage, more damage. Uh, yeah, yeah, more damage, and I, I, I don't think that that's true. Like, if you look really carefully, it just seems like he takes normal damage. Um, really? Yeah, I was, I was watching it, and I was like, huh, normal throw doesn't look like he did that much on the other characters. And it's like, it'll be interesting if they did uh, bring the Staminas back. I, I hope not. That's uh, I feel like Stamina systems in fighting games are always bad. I mean, yeah. It's like kind of like uh, the developers making like, okay, this character is going to be a little bit better because we're going to yeah. be hooking you up with some more life. Exactly. It, it seems like in the history of fighting games, the characters with the most stamina are always the best. I mean, it's just the way it is. You know, it's it, it's that's how it's always been. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if uh, now that you know that. I mean, we've known that for all these years. Why does that keep happening? You know, well, like, that's kind of interesting because in like Capcom games, it feels like. That's their way of balance, but I don't know. It's like in vanilla for Super Street Fighter. I mean, regular Street Fighter Four. Everybody thought that Zangief was really good at first, and you know he he was definitely a good character with 1,200 health. But later on, it's like once you find ways around to beat the character, it kind of feels like 1,200 doesn't really matter. Yeah, what about Sagat though? Yeah, Sagat. He had really high life. I think he had the third highest life in that game, but. You know, in the next game, they tone him down to 1,000, like, just an average character, so... Yeah, I mean, it just... You know, this is the... You know, with the damage output, with the high life bar, and Sagat was ridiculous in Street Fighter 4. So. Well, look at look at Tekken Tag. Ogre and True Ogre. Highest le- highest stamina, best characters. Look at Marvel vs. Capcom 3. They give Sentinel the highest stamina, and then look at what happens to the character. You know, so... I mean, you know, though it's not 100% of the time accurate that the highest stamina character is the best, I mean, it just seems They're usually like, pretty damn sure. Yeah, exactly. They're pretty damn fucking good. So, you know, I just don't think it's a good uh, idea in general, and I hope that it doesn't exist, but if they decide to go with it, I just really hope that they, you know, flesh it out well and, you know, they really take care of it. Another thing that I wanted to talk about is because of... The Japanese version of the game has the new banner card system, oh, um, yeah. which is very interesting for Japan. It's like you buy one card and store all your characters and... I'm sure that card's going to be really expensive. <laughs> yeah, probably, maybe 50 bucks or something, but you store all your characters and all your teams on it, and, you know, it, it looks really cool and everything, but that poses a huge problem for the rest of the world. The yeah. banner card system is only going to work in Japan and probably Korea. 
Mm-hmm. Um, for everyone else in the world, there are only two options left. They either are going to make a version of Tekken Tag 2 on the arcade, kind of like the international version of Tekken 6, where when you pick your ca- character... You do it all on screen and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you go pick your, you know, customized stuff, you put your name on screen. That's one option. Uh, I don't think that they're going to do that, because then they would need to use a different card system for it. Mm-hmm. So, the only other possibility is that they won't create an international version of the game. And that's a major problem for us. You, you know what's interesting, too, when you say that? Because of the... When you see in the trailer when they were explaining the Banna card system, the Banna yeah. passport or whatever, yeah, um, they were showing you know like the little arrows with like all the arrows going around inter you know worldwide to no, Japan. It's and stuff. That's the thing you got to look carefully. Well, like in most Asia. parts of Asia, you know. Yeah. So I mean, if third country Asian countries could get it, I'm sure the U.S. I don't know. I don't know. I, it would be. I mean, it would be impossible. Obviously, how are we going to get it? I mean, our arcades don't connect the cabinet to the internet. So, I mean, how the fuck are we going to get the banner system? Right? Well, even in uh, Street Fighter 4 cabinets and uh, Tekken cabinets, I believe you can still connect them to the internet. Like, for round one, for example, they can still connect to the internet. So. But do they? No, we don't do it because there's no point. You can't customize anything. You can't, you know, get anything from it. So. Well, I mean, the, the thing is that the new banner system runs off of your cell phone as well. Yeah. We still wouldn't be able to do it. I mean, if we could just customize at home and take yeah. the cards and do yeah. it that way, but... I don't know. I just, uh, I, I really uh, hope that uh, they do make international versions. I mean, even the, even if they don't, we're really lucky. We're really spoiled because even if they only make a Japanese version, we're still going to get that here. But yeah. we won't get customization. We won't get... Um, you know, ranking card battle stuff, and we yeah, a lot of a lot of the extra little fun. Yeah, yeah, it's really it's really fun when you have a, uh, you know, your win loss ratio, and you know you're in a promotion match and stuff. You have really your fucking fun. tear gas and stuff. Yeah, exactly. You know, you gotta have the tear gas. So, you know, I just hope that they 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 figure some way to you know share that with the rest of the you know world. World, yeah. So I don't know. Um, I I don't know. There's, is there anything else about the Tekken Tag uh, Two information that came out recently that you want to talk about? I mean, other than like character specifics, but I don't think we should really get into too much. But yeah, I mean, you know, I haven't really noticed that much character specific stuff. I know like Jin has a new stance. People are speculating that Bob can't hit confirm his headbutt. It um, just seems like the window's shorter to me. Yeah, maybe. Um, a couple characters have new moves that I saw. Um. There was also a move list that came out that had new moves on it. Uh-huh, on so, sunlightyellow.com, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, they usually always keep it updated with, like, whenever new moves come out and stuff. So. Yeah. Um, there, there, you know, there's new moves. I saw that uh, Bek has a new homing move. Yeah, the first hit looks just like Miguel's forward four, so... Yeah, yeah, it's a mid-high homing move. Uh, I It looks like you could probably cancel it into Flamingo, but I didn't see anyone do it. Mm-hmm. Um... What other new stuff did we see? Kazuya has that uh, second hit of backpack two two. Oh yeah, the back, so it looks pretty uh, promising. Yeah, high it does. It does look really good. Yeah, it's probably tracks. You know, counter hit launcher. Yeah. It's probably not launch punishable on block, or you know, only like minus fourteen or something. So certain characters can only do it. Just just by the look of it, it looks like it. But you never know. It could be launch punishable. 
Yeah, so it looks pretty good, and uh, I don't know, someone pointed it out to me, it's like um, Mishima's uh, forward four, like Heiachi and Kazuya, it seems like they knocked down again on normal hits, so it's pretty crazy. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, another thing that I kind of didn't really for sure notice is, um, I wonder if the properties of moves change if you tag buffer them. Like in yeah, the, that's uh, true. Tag. You know, like, like Brian if, being like plus whatever, like a million after you do back one tag buffer. No, I mean, I, yeah, that too. That would be new. But I'm talking about like, what if you do a electric with a tag buffer that makes it mid? You know, that would be uh, crazy. Uh, and it's you know could be in the game like Yoshimitsu in Tekken Tag. His down four two would launch Crouch if you tag buffer it. Jeez. So, you know, it's like. I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> you never know. I mean, what if they they change prop move properties based on tag buffers, or yeah. you know, I don't know. It, it's just uh, we know too little about the game. I think it looks cool. Uh, I think the stages look really cool. I like how they brought back some of the old stages, but kind of tweaked them a little bit. Like, yeah, they definitely are doing like a homage to the history of Tekken. Yeah, it's like the it's like the anniversary game or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> some of the music is actually. Um, Remix Tekken 2 music, or you know, I, I heard in the trailer they're playing the uh, Arena Tekken 4 music, which was some cool music. So yeah, and then also like uh, Tekken 5, Moonlit Wilderness, yeah, and yeah. Snow Castle, they're yeah. all back in there. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, and also I heard that there's like 35 stages or something in the Holy game. Holy shit! Yeah, I heard there's a shitload of stages. Uh, I think in this uh, last convention they had. They only had, like, seven or ten stages available, but mm. I heard that you could see the stage, like, select. Yeah, select screen, and then there was a lot of blank ones. Yeah, there's, like, a stage for every character and shit, so. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah that's good, because I always thought that Tekken 6, they could have had more stages, and they did add more stages, but they never implemented it into the game, so I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah this, it, it has okay stages, but they could always have more, but now they have... Enough, I think. Well, also, I heard that um, a lot of the stages are breakable wall stages, but they're small on top and then big on the bottom, like um, Anger of the Earth. It's like that. So yeah, that'd be that'd be interesting. It seems like uh, seems like a lot of stages are going to implement that new wall break with the partner waiting downstairs waiting for them. So. Yeah, it seems that way. So I don't know. I mean. You know, I guess um, we can wait. When's the next time they're going to show it? In March, right? March 15th or yeah. something? Yeah. It's not that far away. It's like, you know, just like two weeks or something. So yeah. not that much more away to see more footage. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's really exciting to see how the game changes and grows. Uh, I'm I'm really interested. Um, there are things I, I really like about it. There are some things that I feel like will change. I'm really confident that they will. So Oh, yeah. You know, everyone, everyone chill out. Don't go complaining too hard about it. And... Just wait, because, you know, everything's going to change. It's really early. And uh, you can tell at this point that Harada is starting to get really irritated with people, you know, like asking him the same shit over and over again and, like, just fucking, like, being, you know, assholes to him. Just relax, you know. Let's. Yeah, let's... it's like, why, why are you complaining to him, man? It's like, you yeah. just let him do his thing. He'll take care of it. Man. Yeah, <laughs> just, just show appreciation for the fact that they're willing to show us the game early. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, so. We're so spoiled nowadays. So. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, just the last thing we wanted to quickly cover is, you know, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 came out last week, and it's shaping up to be quite a game. 
So quickly, we just wanted to talk about it. Uh, what did you think about the game, Mike? Um, it's very fun in the fact that it's very open-ended. Like a lot of things you think of, and you go into the lab, and you could do, and it actually works a lot of the times to a certain extent. But um, other than that, like when you're actually playing like gameplay, like uh, against an opponent, like when you're playing. And then you get hit by one little combo, and you see that you lost 100% on a character, and it's like, what the hell just so happened? You, you, you think the damage is too high? The damage, I think, is way too high. Mm-hmm. I mean, at first, I was thinking, like, okay, Marvel 2 had infinite, so what's the difference? You know, it's like, I would have died anyways, but the more you watch Marvel 2, a lot more resets happen. And then, because the damage wasn't that high on combos, because the combo damage now is ridiculous. So a lot of times they went for uh, resets to try to get the, you know, 100% on a character. But now it's just like, okay, hit a combo, build like three meters from doing the long ass combo, land a level three, and goodbye one character. And it's like, this character didn't even do an infinite. They just did a really big combo. Yeah, it just, it seems like combo scaling doesn't scale that much. And level threes don't scale at all, right? I don't know how the yeah, scaling works, but it does a shit ton. Yeah, regular supers scale in that game, but level 3 supers do not scale. So, if you do a long-ass combo with a million hits, and then do a level 3 at the end, it's like if you hit the level 3 at the beginning. So, <laughs> it's it's pretty crazy, and the long-ass combo pretty much... you the meter for the level 3. Yeah, it, it, it earns you that level 3, so it's almost like the level 3 was actually a level 0. Because you built that meter while you were doing the combo. So, I mean, yeah, personally speaking, that game is really, really, really crazy. And X Factor is just like... Yeah, the X Factor is the next thing. You know? Yeah, I, I never, ever want to hear anyone complain about Rage again. Um, people are compla- uh, comparing it to Rage. Uh, no. <laughs> activate Rage at any time. And when you activate Rage, the opponent can't block anything or else they die. Uh, Pretty much, you block the super, and you're you're getting hit by a combo or something. Yeah, exactly. I mean, of course, you can defend against it by and there's ways around it and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, of course, so. there, you have to run. You can't block things, and you can activate your X factor as well. But just that that artificial kind of like this is how we're gonna make the game deep. Like just throwing this crazy cheap thing in there. Yeah. Really, like it's appropriately named, as I've heard before. Because it really is the X Factor, and the whole game kind of is... The winner of the game is just completely dependent on how you use the X Factor every time. It, it You know, at first people thought that it wasn't going to be that big of a... Game changer. Dynamic, yeah. But it, it, it turns out that, you know, it's going to happen every single fucking match, and it's going to be, like, huge. While, you know, in Tekken, there's... It, very, very frequently, rage doesn't happen, because... A a lot of, yeah, a lot of players, you know, calculate it so yeah. that they leave them right outside of rage. And exactly. When they do that, it's like, okay, I just need to hit them with something that does enough damage to kill them instead of leave them in rage. Exactly, so. exactly. Or you could just, like, leave them out of range, rage and do, like, a throw. Or, you know, maybe many times a combo will just blow right through rage. So, mm-hmm. boom, end of story. It never even happened. But, you know, in, in Marvel, it seems like it's starting to happen, like, every fucking match and... I've been to two tournaments so far. I went to the Wednesday Night Fight tournaments. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's interesting to see how the game's panning out. But, I don't know. It just, uh, it's, it's definitely... It seems like this game evolved so fast already. 
yeah. because of the internet and all this exposure to it. And it just seems like this game is evolving so fast. Like the other than, if if it's not because it's evolving so fast, it's either that or the game is just too easy or something. But I don't know. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's very. Uh, I'm very interested to see how this game uh, develops in the future. Uh, by the time Evil comes, I feel like something will happen where like round one start X Factor and then. <laughs> Game explodes. Kill three characters. Yeah, right. exactly. I don't know what's gonna come out. You know, so it's just really interesting to see how the game ages. I know I'm just playing for fun. I'm not gonna be playing competitively because I I don't want to lose the pigment of my hair color. Yet, <laughs> you know, and uh, you know it just looks too crazy for me. But I, I'm all about waiting for Tekken Tag Two and other stuff that Namco has in store. Um, you know, cool stuff's coming out. So. You know, I'm excited about that. Most definitely. Yep. So uh, I guess unless you have anything else to add, Mike, we can move on to the Q-Dog interview. Uh, just got to say that Q-Dog is a pretty, <laughs> I don't know, he's a pretty inspirational guest, I think. Like, he, has, he said a lot of inspirational things to me, so I think he'll be a good person to listen into. Absolutely. He is a, uh, he is a very smart man. He's very uh, passionate about Tekken. He always has been. And he's a really good teacher, too. Like you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. And he's really, really intelligent. He's been around. So that's coming up next, and uh, I guess we'll catch you guys later. All right, later, guys. All right, everybody, I'm very pleased to have a special guest on the podcast today, one of my original Tekken mentors, Mr. Q-Dog. What's up, man? Yo, what's up, Eris? What's going on, dog? Everything's going great, dude. Thank you for coming on the podcast, man. Well, uh, yeah, thanks for having me, man. It's, uh, it's a great honor, man, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, to have, to, to be on the man's show, you know, you've got like the voice of the people, you know, so right. uh, it's good to be, uh, good to be on the Rush Limbaugh Tekken show. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, brother. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> I got I got a lot of stuff I want to talk to you about, and uh, just to start things okay. off, just so that people who may not know who you are or may not uh, have been around from as long as you've been around, give us a quick, uh, you know, kind of um, uh, synopsis on how how you got into the Tekken scene and how long you've been playing. Because you're real old school. You're like you're like you've been around. Yeah, yeah, I've been playing uh damn, I've been playing this game for for too long, I would say or some would say. But uh I started off uh playing Tekken 3. Uh I went to uh, Cal Poly Pomona and uh you know, I started going to school there and I played video games, you know, and, and fighting games in particular. You know, when I was younger, growing up and stuff, but um, I never even knew or heard of, like, a competitive scene. So I was at Cal Poly going to school, and uh, my friend who showed me how to play, who I didn't know at the time, uh, his name is Tommy, the water boy, he was playing, and uh, I saw him playing Tekken, and I was like, oh, okay, this looks kind of cool, you know. And, and I'd seen Street Fighter before, and I'd played, I'd seen other Tekkens, but they didn't look as appealing to me. They looked kind of blocky and kind of jagged, not, not so smooth. But I saw him playing Tekken 3, and I was like, wow, this looks pretty good, you know. And then I saw him playing uh, Harang. And uh, he did something that was really interesting with Harang. He did 3 plus 4. He changed stances with him. And when I saw that, you can do that in match. I was like, wow, this game is dope. So um, I uh, I got so excited. So I started playing. 
and uh, it just kind of took off from there. I started playing all the different characters, and then um, then tag came, and I started uh, focusing on like you know characters that kind of fit what I wanted to do, how I wanted to play. And uh, I started playing Eddie. I, I noticed a lot of people had problems with Eddie, didn't like playing against Eddie, and um, it just always seemed to work to my advantage. So I kind of stuck with him, and then um, I started playing Yoshimitsu. And you know, w- there was a tournament in SoCal one day. Uh, the great Joe King was playing. He, he was playing against me, and he saw some matches of me playing Eddie and Yoshi. He's like, "Yo, man, Yoshi's really good. You know, you should stick with him." And so. Um, you know, to hear from him was like, well, okay, cool. You know, I gotta, I gotta stick with this character. I think I, I can do something. So I kind of just stuck with them for the most part. And, um, I've been playing since then. Um, I've done, you know, just lots of other things throughout the community, throughout the years. Um, just been publishing books. I've been, I've done combo videos. Um, you know, the commentating thing as of late, um, just trying to just help out the community and, you know, and all the different, different ways that I can. So, but, um, yeah, I like to play in tech and the people are cool and it's all good, man. It's all good. Man, that's, that's really interesting. The thing is like, uh, I know you, the first time I met you, uh, was at Southern Hills Golfland, and you probably don't remember this cause it was just in passing, but Cynic had taken me to Golfland, and he was like, hey, there's Q-Dog, you should talk to this guy, because he's got a really good style, and it's kind of like your style, you know, really flashy and stuff, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, all right, cool, and I talked to you, and, you know, just said, what's up, whatever, and you were probably like, oh, just some other jackass scrub, you know, what? <laughs> probably. Yeah, obviously, you know, but, um, you know, in passing, that was that, but then eventually, uh, through me becoming friends with other people, I ended up kind of uh, learning a lot from you. You kind of actually taught me how to play, and uh, a lot of the fundamentals of the game I learned from you. And the thing is, um, when I kind of evaluate your play style, it's actually very unique. Um, and it's very, like, appealing to watch and really, like, uh, interesting. And it seems like you have this kind of... Uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong. It seems like you have this philosophy where you are unwilling to accept that a move is useless. Like, it almost seems like you really try hard to find a use for every move to have, have like, a diverse play style. Can, can you elaborate on that? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think um, how people play, you know, I, I think everyone has to have their own style. I think... I think a lot of people kind of just look online and just kind of want to copy the best thing. And I think, I think that works, but also I think it's important to kind of have your own style because I think that's what people are going to kind of remember you by in addition to the wins that you have at tournaments and stuff, you know. I think um, it, it's it's fun to, to, to be able to play the character the way that you think they should be played, you know. Um, I think by having like a large move list, um, Namco's kind of saying, hey, look, you know, here's your way of how you can play the character you know you can you can try using this strategy you can try using that strategy or using this set of moves or that set of moves but me personally um i like to use the entire move list or actually if not if not that i like to know how to use the entire move list i always kind of looked at tekken as kind of like uh like school and uh you know the teacher comes to to, to class the professor comes to class and says hey look this is this is this is going to be on the test. This book is going to be on the test. Everything is going to be on the test. I'm not going to tell you what's going to be on the test, yeah. but 
everything you know is gonna on um, everything that you're looking at in this book is gonna be on the test. There will be some chapters we may focus on a little bit more than others. There may, there may be some chapters that you don't even, you know, we may not even cover, but it's still going to be on the test, and you need to be prepared for that. And so my preparation is kind of like, well, you know, let me just do as much stuff as I can. Let me throw the book at my opponent and see what sticks, what doesn't stick, and what they know and what they don't know. And then having adding to that the fact that I'm playing a character that – you know, some people may not have a lot of experience against, not too familiar, or just playing out, just dislike playing against. I try to use that in my favor. But, yeah, I like to throw a lot of things at people. Um, I think a lot of people should know the character. I think they should know a lot about the character. That doesn't necessarily mean that in match you're throwing everything out there. Yeah. But, you know, to have those kinds of uh, tools in your in your tool belt is always nice to have in a match. That's, a, that's actually a really, really good analogy. I mean, it's... it's it's a great way to put it, you know, and especially now that I'm like, you know, I'm going to school and I'm taking these bullshit tests. These jackass <laughs> professors are like, yo, you know, the test's going to be on all this shit. But, you know, it's only going to be fucking like 25 questions. They're not going to ask about everything. So it's a it's a perfect analogy. Just in case they do ask about it, just in case you need it, you need to know mm-hmm. about all of that information. Really, really good analogy. Um, And, and I really uh, – the one thing that really – when I began my Tekken career and I came into the scene in SoCal, there were two uh, Christie players. It was you and Venom. And <laughs> I know, I almost, I almost hate uttering his name. <laughs> Venom. <laughs> Shout out to you wherever you are. God knows what 16 year old kitchen girl you're dating now. But <laughs> And it was so funny because your style was so different than his. I mean, you just, like like you put it, you just throw the book at him. Every move, just tons of strategies, while he was just doing really simple defensive strategies with the same character. And that's one of the, mm-hmm. it, it even further emphasized what you were just saying right now, that your play style is so diverse and unique. Uh, is there anything else uh, to your philosophy of Tekken that you feel like you need to note? Um... Um, not well. Actually, one thing I found kind of interesting is, you know, growing up in SoCal, and and now I live in, in Northern California. Um, just the contrast in styles, um, you know, having you know living down there and now being up here, just seeing, you know, how the players uh, think about the game and how how their approach to the game is. Um, you know, when I was growing up, it always seemed like. Um, the the main way to to fight was to to pressure your opponent into continually just attacking them and and throwing in with a lot of mix-ups basically a rushdown style um whereas up here it's more um it's more turtle it's more you know basics will win and that's all you need to win and and you know definitely both styles have been successful for for many players you know Bronson has done very well you know i i spar with 725 quite frequently um you know, a lot of the uh, the older, you know, Nor- NorCal players from back in the day, they, they did a lot of basics, and they were very effective with that. But, you know, down there in SoCal, you guys, there's always, uh, there was always feels like there's a, um, a sense of urgency to beat your opponent down, just doing as much as you can. So I, I, I thought that was kind of, uh, I always saw that as being interesting between the two areas of the state. Yeah, that's one of the things I wanted to ask you about, because, uh, I've known you for a really long time now, and in the time that I've known you, you've made two major defects. You've defected two times. <laughs> One of the major defects you've done, you've uh, 
participated in was going from SoCal to NorCal. That's one, and I wanted to ask you about that, and you articulated a little bit, and that's kind of a, it's kind of like a stereotype or a cliche that SoCal is very, like, rushed down, and that's for every game, it seems. I don't know why, what's in the air here, but, you know, like, it's kind of known, like, Cali Power, you know, Valle, he's always known for rushdown, and just kind mm-hmm, of, mm-hmm. and NorCal is more defensive, just like you said, and the other thing that you've done is you used to be a full-time stick player, and you've converted to a full-time pad player. Uh, and I wanted to ask you a little bit about that and what you think, uh, which you think is more effective and what are the pros and cons of each uh, choice? Well, yeah, I used to start off with stick. And um, I, I think another thing that kind of leads to my persona perhaps is, is, is seeing me play, you know, playing on stick. Like, I, I have this unfortunately bad reputation, and, uh, you know, it's hard for me to say it, but I have this bad reputation of breaking sticks. And I do it because, I don't know, I guess I get too excited, <laughs> and, you know, um, I just get so into into it and get caught up, or maybe I'm nervous, or I, I don't know what it is, but, like, I've, I've, I've gone to tournaments, and I've broken sticks, unfortunately, you know. And, you know, when when other people break sticks and I'm there I'm like yo I didn't do it you know like you know I gotta I got let people see me standing and not playing as opposed to the other people that actually broke the stick you know let me stop but, there to clarify <laughs> sticks out of anger you break the stick yeah when you're playing you hit the button so hard and like it's like it's like in, personally it's like intimidating it's like this guy's <laughs> really hitting these buttons like he's really trying to punch me in the face you know so, yeah, I wanted to clarify. Go go ahead. I just want to make sure everyone knows. It's not because you're pissed or anything. You just really get No, it. no, it's just, that's just how I play. And and also, people have even told me that, like, I'm playing to, like, a rhythm. Like, there's some beat that's in my head, or I'm playing a beat within the game. Actually, that does happen sometimes. I get I get so caught up, and, you know, you hear that music, you know, you're just, yeah. oh, man, this is good, you know. And, yeah, I hit him with this, and then the, the music's going like this. I'm going to come with the low, you know, just, just you know, all the mix-ups, you know. Just Sometimes you just get wrapped up in the game like that, and, and it's fun, you know. But, um, I mean, yeah, I, I like playing stick, and then um, – then I used to come home and practice, and, you know, <laughs> unfortunately, I would break the sticks at home. <laughs> so, you know, it gets expensive to, to get them repaired or to buy new sticks. You know, I did some do-it-yourself kind of stuff at home, but, you know, that didn't always that didn't always work out. So, you know, it, it, it just seemed easier for me to be able to use pad, but also have the ability to play on stick, and I still have it. I always thought of uh, playing on stick and playing on pad was like speaking a second language, you know? It's like using that other half of the brain, you know? You just, you got to stay fluent with it, though, so that, you know, the muscle memory, you don't lose it or anything. So I can still play on stick, but um, I would prefer pad, and I guess it's more of a comfort level. In terms of, like, performance, which is better, I think it's more just comfort. I mean, I don't I don't really want to get into the whole you know stick and and pad is better i think it's as long as you have a stick that you know that you're most comfortable with um or a pad whatever you feel you you feel better with you can perform with and i think that's the most important nowadays i don't think it's as much of a problem as how it used to be back in the day where you know the sticks the american sticks were not as proficient as how the japanese and korean sticks are now you know the quality of the sticks is much better now so i don't think that's as much of an issue now as it was like back back in the past so yeah, the, the, another funny thing to note is that, you know, when you're playing on stick, you push all these buttons really hard, and 
it's like you're pushing all this shit. But what's the really funny thing is now that you play on pad, you still do it. And you can <laughs> all the buttons you're pushing, and it's almost like you have like a silencer on. So you can still hear it. You can still hear the game. <laughs> it's still really loud, so it's crazy, man. You just really get into the game. It's definitely one of your like um calling cards, you know, everyone everyone always knows uh that's that's kind of like a Q Dog special. Q from double O seven. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, another thing I wanted to ask you about, um, you know, you've been playing for a really long time, and uh, I've recently been talking to a lot of old school players to kind of get an idea of how the Tekken Tag community was, because it was just before my time. And, you know, with Tekken Tag 2 coming out soon, I'm curious as to how you feel like the Tekken community has changed um, from back then, and what was your favorite era of, you know, the Tekken timeline? Well, without a doubt, the the Tekken Tag 2 era was, I'd have to say, probably the the best era of all time. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, just without a doubt, like, just the amount of competition that there was, um, the, you know, just going to the arcade and just seeing quarters and tokens just littered on the machine, like there were pennies, you know, and um, just the level of hate and, you know, just just so many good things that were going on. I think also the internet played a big role. I think the internet plays a big role in it now, um, as opposed to back then. You know, I remember going to bed and and setting up a a video for download. My mom is a nurse; she used to work nights, so I would wake up and be anxious to like down, you know check out this video. Yeah. And it turned out that I didn't I couldn't watch the video because somebody called my mom in to go to work, and so I had to wait another six seven hours on fifty six k download to to, to download load a, a three-minute Tekken tag match, you know? I mean, it just, <laughs> I mean, it just, just the internet has, has really changed a lot of things, but, um, yeah, I think tag was just, it was just a lot of fun, just the players, the rivalries, you know, um, I know you had Tom Hilfinger on a few weeks ago, and, uh, one thing I think he didn't, he, he failed to mention kind of was, uh, when he started off playing, him and Super T and such, he, he was a villain. Like, nobody liked him. Not saying me. I mean, I was, I was cool with him, you know. I played with him. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, back then, he was a villain. I think kind of going back to what you were saying about uh, Alex Valle and, and, and the rushdown style of SoCal and stuff, people didn't like how Tom was playing. He played him and Super T and the and San Bernardino guys at that time. They played a much more defensive, turtle-oriented style of gameplay. And a lot of people didn't like that because it was they saw it as being pussy and well, why don't you come fight me and it wasn't like you know it, it was different you know and you know how just in general people don't like change people don't like things that are different so you know you know we attacked that you know we didn't like that but you know come to find out Tom you know through his his gameplay his dedication and everything of course you know ended up being the success that he and you know that he was but uh, yeah it was just. It was just so great. Like, there's, there's no villains now in the Tekken community, I think. I think, um, I think we've kind of ostracized them. We've kind of kicked them out, you know. Um, people just don't want to put up with that anymore now. And so I think that's why I kind of have to agree, you know, things are – everyone's a little too nice. You know, everyone's kind of friendly with everybody. I don't, I don't, I don't really care. I mean – you know, it's whatever. I'm I'm kind of past all of that, but I can I can see how that's missing. How how that got everybody kind of fired up, you know? Because you know, back in the day, it was like you wanted to 
you wanted to be you wanted to be better than not only in you know the people that you played with, but you wanted to be better than that region. You wanted to be better than NorCal. You wanted to be better than the East Coast. You wanted to be better than all the other regions. And so, um, I think that uh, that's definitely missing. Um, uh, and you know, I think another thing that's missing with that too is, this is just on just the way arcades are now. You know, not everyone gets the game at the same time, so it's kind of an uh, I would say kind of an unfair playing field. You know, it's like, you know, fortunately, you know, SoCal and California in general usually gets the game before everybody else compared to the rest of the regions, and so we kind of have a leg up on, you know, getting all the information and playing the game and everything like that. And so um, I wish that other parts of the country would we get the game just as quick as everybody else. So it kind of keeps everybody on a level playing field so that there's that sense of urgency to like want to beat everybody. But you know, arcades are what they are. And so we know how that's going. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, you know, I don't know. I, it's really hard to say what the future of that is uh, going to bring, but uh, I definitely agree with you. And I had never thought of it uh, as villains, you know, like villains and heroes and stuff, but yeah, you have a good point. There are no villains. <laughs> There are no villains anymore, and, you know, without villains, you just don't have hype. You know, there's no one kind of to beat. There's no one to kill. So it's like, you know, what the fuck is Batman without Joker, you know, so... Yeah, exactly. You know, there, there's no there's no story to write about if there's no bad guys there. So, I don't know, I, I guess, I, I know for me, like, I'm I'm usually the kind of person that's usually cool with everybody, but, like, with everybody else, you know... Every you know, there's always new people that are coming up out of the woodworks that are gonna be the villain, you know, like uh, like what Tekken three was. Yeah, I think Tekken three was kind of, or Tag, I'm sorry, was kind of different because everyone was kind of coming to to the scene, you know, and like the internet was able to bring everybody together to say, hey, look, there's good players in Atlanta, there's good players in Texas, there's good players in STL, you know, and, and all around the country. But and so everyone was had had to make a name for themselves, but. I think now that that's kind of passed, it's more or less, you know, who's going to come out of the spotlight and who's going to who's going to make a name for themselves. And I think the only way people can kind of do that maybe would be to to play the the bad guy card or whatever. So yeah, I don't know. It's almost like you don't want to artificially create these villains, you know. But you yeah, want uh, it's it's weird. It's just I wish that um, the atmosphere was kind of similar to the way it was back then. Personally speaking, I don't even really feel like reading forums or even, like, participating that much in the forums, um, unless it's strategic related, just because I yeah. think there isn't really much to fucking talk about on the forums. Who gives a shit? You know, like, it's like everyone's real friendly, and every now and then someone will say something that pisses another region off, and they go at it for a little while, but it's not like the way, it's not that epic fucking battle that I felt yeah. back in the day. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. It's not like how it was like with NBC3 and this crew is calling out this crew. Oh, I'm sorry, NBC2 or whatever. Yeah. You know, and this crew from this region is calling out this crew. And, you know, there's all this hype that's building up until Evolution. And then they have like a fine, you know, they have an exhibition match. And they, they finally settle the score. And there's like money on the line and respect and yeah. bitches and all kinds of shit that, you know, get tossed in. You know, like it's like, you know, there's the, the drama that used to be there before is not there, you know. Like, you know. Know, with like with the the whole tech and tag with with Ryan Hart and Jop and and Suwon, you know, I mean that was like that was epic, you know, like first to twenty six, like what the fuck, first to twenty six, and you know, who's this British guy talking all, you know, like he's not gonna do that good, you know, it's just like you know everyone didn't think that that was gonna happen, and and you know we miss we miss those things, so 
Yeah, it's we'll really funny. Like with with Tekken Tag Two coming out soon, it just kind of makes you wish that things would change a little bit. But yeah, I can't. I don't know. I don't know how it's gonna happen. Like I said, you can't create it artificially. It has to naturally happen. So I don't know. I don't know how that's gonna happen. But speaking of Tag Two, uh, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that. Recently, it was at the AOU Expo. And mm-hmm. we got some footage. Have you taken a look at that? And what do you think of the game so far? Um, I've I've seen some of the footage, and um, it, the concept of the combos of like how things work looks really cool. How how I'm kind of looking at it, it looks like you can kind of get like a launcher and then tag in your partner, and they kind of do like a their mid filler, their combo filler, and then you tag out to your your other partner, and then you do the combo finisher, and then there's a combination of some walls in there. Um, I I like that so far. But the only thing I'm not liking is that whole blue spark thing, you know? It's kind of, it's like Alpha 2 or some shit, you know? I, I don't know. It just seems kind of, it, it, it's not smooth, you know? Like, I want it to look nice. I think, I, I don't know if that's going to be some feature for training or, or you know, I, I don't know how they're going to integrate that. But I hope they, <laughs> you know, that would be nice. That would be like a nice training mode thing, right? But then you get rid of the spark in the actual gameplay or something? I don't know. Well, I don't know. But, about the, the circular thing that comes out? Yeah, yeah, it's like assist, you know, like after the tag bound, you know? I I guarantee you, and this is something I really want to stress to the people listening, that is going to go. There's no way that... Okay. The the game, see, the thing is that they showed all this footage and everyone's like, oh, this doesn't look good, that doesn't look good, but you guys got to remember this is, you know, highly in development, and that that stuff is going to go. Everything's going to change. I mean, as, as far as I know, the build that they had at AOU, there was like, you know, they have... Uh, Kuma and uh, Panda are separate character boxes, and you can pick two of the same character at this build. I saw a video where two JC players were on the same team. Of course, that's not going to stay in. And you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that are going to change. Animations, speeds of combos, uh, you know, the 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 images that they use in the character select screen, all that stuff. It's mm-hmm. totally going to change. Highly, highly in development. You know, so okay. I think the the thing that we can expect will that will probably stay similar is just the concept of having that tag assault system and inputting, mm-hmm. you know, the filler, as you said, in the combo. I think that concept will probably be tinkered with, but will probably stay. And, you know, that kind of stuff. I mean, it just, it seems like, I feel like we should just be generally grateful that we got to see the game at this early of a stage because as mm-hmm. i'm sure you know you've the thing is you've been around through several tekkens so you know that anticipation you get of a new tekken that like oh man you know you really feel it and you're so excited about it you've been through that a few times so you know yeah. they never have shown early footage am i right yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, I remember during Tekken 5 when we went to, I think there was an AOU show in Vegas, and they had, you know, I think that was like the first time Tekken 5 was uh, was shown in the U.S., and it was, it was, it was playable. I know we had it later on at Evolution that year, too, um, but... Yeah, this the, the way how they, they're marketing the games now is completely different. You know, it was before you used to get little snippets, you get little pictures here and there, and then some screenshots. Now it's like it's you know because everything is so connected now with Twitter and Facebook. You know, and seeing how the success of Street Fighter as well, and how they've reached out to the community and given you know and been in 
uh, close contact with him, uh, you see how now with Tekken they have to kind of do the same thing and they have to give us more information now, more videos, more hands-on. Hopefully this will also result in more playtests as well, uh, more footage that way, and, um, and maybe even playtests here in the States. But, yeah, they've definitely changed how um, – how they've been marketing the game to people now. Yeah, absolutely. I remember back in the day, it was like fucking top secret, you know, Area 51. You have to, like, wait for Duck 2000 to, like, transit. (laughs) 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 Now it's all over the fucking internet. You can't go to without seeing some new fucking footage or some new video or picture or something. So, yeah. You know, I I wanted to say on um, the whole information thing with the internet, you know, it's really changed how um, how information, how you know, how the game is played. Before it was just you know being able to talk on the forums and you guys all kind of find out how the moves work. And uh, now it's more like watching YouTube videos and and uh, and talking to people through the forums. It's like the, the whole aspect of actually playing the game and like discovering things for yourself. I think that aspect of Tekken is totally missed. Like. You know how it is when you when you you go to the arcade and you you play the character and you find out new things by yourself without you know going to going to a forum or looking at some video or something. I think that whole aspect of the game is missed because there's a whole generation of players that don't even get to play the game. Like they don't get to they don't have that discovery phase for themselves. A lot of these players they kind of vicariously play through others, you know, through, you know, like talking on the forums and saying, hey, try this, hey, try this, hey, try that, you know, or, you know, I, I, I think that whole fun factor, that discovery aspect of Tekken, I think that's, that's really missing. I don't know what Namco's going to do to, to remedy that, but, um, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm fortunate. I'll have to say I'm definitely fortunate that to be in where I've been in California, you know, being able to get the game earlier than others, I'm very uh, fortunate and happy that I get that. So, um, but yeah, hopefully Namco can do something about that. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And another side note of what you're mentioning is because people are not experiencing that like hands-on, first-hand discovery of you know new things for their character, it ends up making uh, player styles uh, really kind of bland. You know, you don't mm-hmm. see there. The funny thing is, like, you don't really see the Q dogs and Joe Kings anymore. You know, it, it, there aren't that many, and mm-hmm. it, it really is because of the internet. And I myself can personally say that when I was playing Soul Calibur Two, I felt like because I had to learn everything by myself, and it was like that. There were no, there was no YouTube back then. And I wasn't yeah. copying anyone. I felt like my style was just much more appealing to watch. And now it's like, you know, I don't have to fucking, I don't even have to fucking think. You know, I just go yeah. to the internet and it's all there for me. So it's almost like, you know, it's just more bland overall because of that. And I, I totally agree with you in that regard. Yeah, I think there's a lot of... uh Carbon cutty, carbon copy, cookie cutter kind of styles. People just kind of, just people just copying it and not knowing why they're doing it, you know, or why it's effective and why they did it right then, you know. It's just you know copy and paste and and just and just go with it. And yeah, it's like you said, you know. I think back back in the day, a lot of people had to put a lot of time in. They had to use uh, creativity. They had to be intuitive on how to use the moves and everything. And now now they can just you know pull up a video and just oh okay cool. I'm going to just use it like that. And there's not enough, like, real, like, talent that goes into it, you know? 
Yeah, so I agree. It's like, oh, this guy's doing it and he's good, so this strategy must be good. And it's just yeah, like, exactly. Simplified. I yeah. agree with you. That's that's an interesting topic. Um, one of the other things I wanted to talk to you about is, uh, you know, you as you said, you've been a very skilled Yoshi player for a long time now. And uh, as everyone knows, because I've made it quite vocal, I really mm-hmm. don't like what they did with the character in Tekken 6. Um, and they've shown uh, Yoshi's uh, design and very, like, just a really short clip of Yoshi in Tekken Tag Tournament 2. Now, I personally uh-huh. think Yoshi looks really cool in Tekken Tag Tournament 2. And I wanted to know what you feel like, how you feel like that character has evolved, if you're happy with him currently, and how you feel like he changes, you want him to change in Tag 2. Yeah, um, Yoshi, I would say, was probably uh, was probably best in uh, Tekken Tag uh, with, you know, down forward two tag and flash and, and the knee and um, just his, you know, his, uh, his abilities back then. He was good against Stroger and, and all those things. But now, I don't know what it is that they've done. I mean, he was good in DR as well, too. I, I, I liked a lot of the options that he had. Uh, I thought I was, uh, you know, fairly successful, uh, in DR, you know, playing Yoshi. But in this game, I mean, I understand it's a new game and you have to change, but I don't know what direction they were trying to, to do with Yoshi in this game. Um, I don't like how they changed his down one. I don't like how they changed the full across low sweep. I, I think there's way too much risk reward on that move. I think they need to they need to they need to fix that. But you know, then they gave him these new Kinshu stances and he you know, it doesn't seem to really flow all together. I I'm I just don't like the the direction of, of this Yoshi. I know I've talked to other people, they have different opinions on him. Uh but <laughs> Yeah, I just I'm just not a big fan of him in this game. I've tried him out quite a few times and it's just I don't know. For me it's it's not working. Um I I'm, I'll I'll give him another test run in in uh in Tekken Tag 2, but um I I just don't like um the use of his unblockables. His combos are not as uh as damaging as the rest of the cast. You have to put in, you know, ridiculous amounts of work. Um, to or, or if if that you know to really get any good combos, his, his gimmicks are just not as as strong, you know. Yeah. And I think the I think the thing that really frustrates me with Yoshi is the fact that Yoshi's in two games, and the fact that they couldn't at least take some of the ideas from Soul Calibur and put the, put them in Tekken. You know, I mean, he's got so many more stances in Soul Calibur. Yet he, they don't pull from that, you know. I, I would, me personally, I just want to see more like fluid stance transitions, you know, better use of the unblockables, you know. I mean, but you know, the fact that they're they're not tapping that resource, you know, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, uh, if I could comment on that, the thing is that uh, Soul Calibur has very obviously uh, borrowed the Tekken Yoshi every time. Uh, but mm-hmm. it, it seems like the Tekken version of Yoshi has never once uh, mimicked anything from the Soul Calibur version. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. You're absolutely right. And um, personally speaking, Soul Calibur 2 Yoshimitsu was easily the best Yoshimitsu of any game of any version. He was just really, mm-hmm. really good. And he had, you know, those you know tricks that you need, and he flowed really well. And he had the solid... Uh, you know, fundamentals beneath all that, which is what mm-hmm. I feel a character needs. And I feel like Yoshimitsu now in Tekken 6 is just lacking 
that solidness underneath everything else. You know, and as yeah. the gimmicks are not as good either. Like the shenanigans are don't flow as well as they used to. Um, so, I mean, is there anything you feel like, like you hope they change, like dire, you know, important changes that must be made to this character, or else you won't play it? Um, I know the the low sweep that definitely needs to. I I really hope they 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 do something. Like the risk reward on that is just. It, it, it's just not worth it. Um, uh, the, stand, the the new Kinsu stance, I think that has that has definitely has some potential, um, but I think they can add some a few more pokes there and a, a throw from there. Um, you know, again, like like you look at Soul Calibur and he's got all these different um, just other stance how, how all how all the stances all flow into each other. You know, I don't see why Yoshi can't do that. You know, his uh, his full crouch game I think is one of his strongest aspects, but he doesn't have uh, like like what like super roll right? He has that in Soul Calibur and he has it in Tekken, but he has to do it from from a stance. Why can't he just do that just outright? You know, and then Julia got it <laughs> right. She just got it in the new video, right? Yeah. So you know, I don't know. It, yeah, yeah. Those are just some of the things. I, I don't, I don't, I don't see why they can't like just fix the character and just make them like good. You know, it seems like outside of tag, every other Tekken, he's always been kind of just lower, lower mid tier. I don't know why they want to keep him there. I mean, it's a setup character, you know? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you know, I couldn't agree with you more on most of your uh, your comments. Uh, I feel like Yoshi's full crouch game is his most important uh, aspect to his game, arguably. And mm-hmm. he needs ways to get into it. And Trooper Roll is an excellent example. And I don't know why they don't allow you to do that. Um, and just the general flow of the character, he just feels a little too clunky for the type of character he is. So, yeah, I, I agree. I'm really looking forward to hopefully him being changed for the better in Tag 2, because I really, he's easily my favorite character in Tekken. And, yeah. You know. Oh, and then, and just to add to that, that breath stance, that move has been the same for, like, years, practically, you know? So, I mean, at least since Tekken 5, they added the back lip, like, you only can do two things out of there. I mean, let's, 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 use, let's exhaust that stance. There are other yeah. buttons that can be pressed, right? <laughs> Give me some more buttons to press, please, you know? So, yeah, just, just little things here and there. Yeah, I also would like to see more fluid transitions between no sword and sword stance. You know, to see, like, moves that can recover with no sword, or even combos that can go in and out of sword and no sword. But you see, no sword stance, it it seems like... I I don't really see any benefit to it. I mean, okay, it's safer, but... I don't see people actively using it, you know? I see it in, like, like gimmick matches, you know? Like, or, you know, if, uh, you know, trying to make a statement like, oh, I can beat you without my sword, or, you know, I, I don't see it as something that's, that somebody wants to use, like, as an effective means of beating your opponent, you know? I, I, there's no fear in it. That's what I'm you know, saying. When, when, you know, I mean, you said you went to Japan and you played some really good Yoshi players. Did you ever see them go into no sword stance? And have you ever been afraid of it yourself? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're right. It's just that there's no reason to really do it if you're really trying to win. And I don't. I think that's a problem because it's such a major stance. I mean, it's like a completely new move list, pretty much. And his mm-hmm. punishers are really different and. You know, it's really a big deal, so why would they make it such a non-factor? I feel like if if he was able to transition in and out of it easier, you would use it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. his transitions are really shitty. 
Yeah, and, and still, there's nothing that there's nothing to fear from it as well. You know, I mean, okay, two one is nice. Um, you know, the down four two is 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 all right. But you know, it's like I have to I have to go into the stance to get that option, and I don't really fear anything out of that stance, to be honest with you. You know. It, it, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I see no use for it. I, you know, I wish they had taken that time that they put into North Sword Stance into other aspects of Yoshi, you know? Yeah, so you think they should scrap the stance altogether and integrate all the moves back to each other? Uh, unless and, and, unless they can make that stance worth using and to put fear into the opponent, yeah, absolutely. I, 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 see, no, I see no need for it. Yeah. Or, or make Yoshi back to what he was before, but uh, yeah. What about the concept of move steal? For Flash, what do you think of that? I think it would be cool. Um, I, I still want to keep the old Flash. I do not want Tekken Four Flash. Let's yeah. let's not digress and go back to the days of Tekken Four here, okay? <laughs> um, but but I mean that would be that would be an interesting concept. You know, I was always thinking of something where you can you know steal the move and you input what move you want to steal and you can use it once. You know, yeah, um, something like that or. I always wanted something where you could, like, charge up the sword or you can change the color of the sword. Because, you know, Tag, he had different color swords and stuff, you know, orange and green and, and whatever. But, you know, some kind of gimmick where you can charge up the sword and the sword changes colors and you get more damage or something. You know, I, I don't know. But they they can do something. With, with Yoshi, it's their chance. It's kind of like a wild card character. Like, they can do some, like, really unique stuff. I mean, the unblockable is unique, but, I mean, that's not even that usable per se, but I mean, they can do, a, they have a lot of lease, a lot of room to, to do a lot of different stuff with it. So Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, and I've always been a fan of the concept of that move steal, but I just thought it was executed so terribly and like, you know, stealing like a razor rush that ends low every time or, you know, that kind of shit was just retarded. And the flash didn't do any damage either, so, you know, that, that's gotta go, but I don't know, you know, I'm hopeful still. I haven't lost all faith in that character, but... You know, I don't know. There, you're, I agree with you on pretty much everything you said on the character. And hopefully, you know, the new Yoshi in Tag 2 really uh, pans out to be a good character. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, they got a whole new design, so, you know, I'm hoping that they can get, get some new moves to complement it. And, um, you know, maybe the tag style will be good for Yoshi. You know, I'm hoping that, um, you know, I can knock the person down and tag Yoshi in with a nice unblockable to lock him down in that manner. Maybe that's the way how he's going to have to be used in this game. I don't know. But um, I hope they, uh, they see that they have a lot of room for improvement and that they uh, take advantage of it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, it's very exciting. The you know with tag two on the way and everything. But one of the one of the last things you know, it's a tradition on the show, brother. You gotta do it. Call someone a bitch, man. You know, like I said, I'm I'm usually a humble guy, but <laughs> I don't know I don't know why Shin was talking. You know, kind of bringing up uh, this whole color commentator thing, man. Man, I may have to call you a bitch. I mean, I thought I thought he would have kind of understood. I mean, I understand what a color commentator is per se, but I mean, it was a joke for in the moment. I mean, you know, if you look at color commentator, you know, if you look at it literally, you know. So I think he kind of jumped to conclusions there. So. I'm gonna kind of have to call you a bitch on that, but uh, outside of that, um, I feel I'm in uh, good standing with mostly everybody. So, yeah, just leave it at that. Just Shin. 
Yeah, just Shin. I'll just I'll just leave it with him. He, he that guy just just seems. I mean, he, he's cool. He can he can get under your skin sometimes, though. You know. It's, yeah, but uh, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so uh, that's that's all I got to say about that. What I should start trying to do is like with this call him a bitch section of the podcast, I should just try to start creating those villains. Just like <laughs> back to tech and tag one, just fuck it, get people to hate each other's guts and shit. But, uh, there, there you go. You know, start starting fake messages. Well, this guy said this. This motherfucker said this, and he said this about you, and he said that your character is. You know, yeah. there you go. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> and well, you know what, man? I I really one of the things that I want to just emphasize for everyone listening is that you know I really appreciate you are one of the like one of those people that just really nice guy that kind of I felt like took me under his wing and kind of taught me how to play. And there are only, like, you know, a few people. There are, like, three people responsible for teaching me how to play Tekken. And it's you, Cynic, and Super T. And, you know, between the three of you, I feel like I couldn't have had better, you know, just teachers in general. And, you know, your play style has always been great, and you're just an uh, upstanding gentleman. So I really appreciate you coming on, and it's it's been a privilege to be uh, to learn how to play Tekken from you, man. I really appreciate that. Well, thank you, man. I, I appreciate uh, those kinds of words, man. Um, you know, I just, I just want to just like let people, you know, play Tekken and just have a good time, and you know, just try to just show people how to play and what they can do to get better. And you know, it, it's good that you've gone out and you've you've made a name for yourself. And I'm glad to say that I've uh, I've had some just a small part of that. Uh, so again, I, I appreciate the kind words, and uh, you're good people, dog. You are good people. I really appreciate you coming on, and hopefully when, uh, you know, more news comes out for Tag 2 and, uh, you know, Yoshi becomes a legitimate character, which is what I'm uh, keeping my fingers crossed for, you can come back on the podcast and we can talk about that in the future. Absolutely. I totally look forward to it, man. All right, man. Thank you again. All right, man. Peace out, bro. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, Stay tuned on AvoidingThePuddle.com, and we'll bring you more shit just like this. Catch you guys later.